The Catholics of Oz is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to episode 91 of The Catholics of Oz. The Catholics of Oz is a show where we discuss faith, culture, and what's been happening from an Aussie perspective. Whether it's synods or science, apostolates and apps, providence or productivity, you can hear it right now on The Catholics of Oz. Hello, I'm Lindsay Sands. Welcome to episode 91 of The Catholics of Oz. We've got an action-packed episode, quite a few things to get through today. It's so good to have you with us uh, listening on our countdown to episode 100. We're getting excited about it now. So uh, before we continue, firstly, I'd like to uh, bring in Lino Sabol. Lino, how are you going today? I'm good, guys. I'm good. Another beautiful day here in Melbourne. Um, and also, um, well, I, I can't believe where the week's gone. And also, 100th episode coming soon. What episode is this one? Lindsay? 91. 91. We're on 91. 91. On the way. Oh, which is the last one was 90. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All good. Yep. All good. So, yep. So, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, we do it every... Um, what was two it? weeks. Lins, every fortnightly. Two weeks. Yep. Fortnightly. So... Jerry will know this because he's he's awesome at numbers. He's the calculator. So, yeah, one hundred will be what? What is that? What was it? Well, I can't remember what one month will be. Yeah, we'll <laughs> work it out later. I'll get a calculator and yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a calendar. <laughs> I'll know when we get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that voice, cool. that's good. Yay. That voice that you're hearing, she's back. She's been in Hobbiton. Woo-hoo. But she's here in Australia, <laughs> back at home, settling in again. Caroline Knight, <laughs> you have brought the trio back together. How are you, Caroline? <laughs> Welcome <know>. back. <laughs> Thank you. And I've missed being with you guys the last couple of episodes. Has it been two or one or two that I've missed? We've had two this year, so yeah. Two, I think yeah. we're here for the third one of the year. Yeah. yeah. We well, totally missed you, Caroline. We're covering totally for me. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, doing so, the yes. science of uh, what have we done? Science we did topics, self-healing, well, we, concrete, and uh, concrete and, and um, robots that can melt and reassemble themselves. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Is, pretty yeah. good topics. Yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, but yeah. now we can get real topics yeah. now that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I do yeah. my best. <laughs> yeah. Always, Caroline. You do your best. Always. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, yeah. Good to be back. So, uh, Caroline, we are, let's acknowledge as well the, um, you know, we, we talk about our faithful friends and did you want to have a, tell us a little, a quick tribute to Melita, your beautiful cat? Yeah. Unfortunately, yesterday I had to let go one of my beautiful cats. Oh, no. <clears throat> um, um, she was only, she turned seven actually this year. Oh, wow. She's mm. only a, a little, you know, young girl, um, but she had a quite a bad um illness and um she was getting very sick for the last few days and i unfortunately i took her to the vet and she said look there's not much to do just you want take her home and give her some pain medication and see how you go but i did that for a couple of days Mm. but yesterday i had to Mm. make the call because Mm. she just went downhill very quickly and i didn't want her to suffer unnecessarily as hard as it is yeah it was not a nice thing to have to do, but she was mm. she went peacefully and happily with us there, and no. yeah. So mm. yeah, I want to send a tribute to my beautiful girl Melita. Yeah, she was very loving cat, um, very empathetic cat. She was the one when you were upset, she would be right on your lap, looking mm. into your face, trying to give you cuddles. <laughs> yes, and um, mm. I know Damien loved her too. Yes, Lindsay. yeah, her and Damien had a good they relationship, had a special yeah. connection. Yeah, they did. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's wow. very hard to wake up this morning and not have her, you know, begging me for food and coming to the bathroom with <laughs> me, yeah. just wanting to yeah. be in my face, you yeah. know, <laughs> as always. But yeah, so um, she's she's got her little cat wings and cross the rainbow bridge, as they say. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, definitely, yeah. Definitely. yeah. I remember when Father Rob Gallia in one of his masses gave um was talking about pets and how they're they're gifts from God. You know, God's yeah. cre- God's creation is so beautiful yep. and our pets mm. are part of that beauty as well. So yeah. yeah. Tribute to Millie. She's a, she was a beautiful cat. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Thank Gone you. but definitely and, uh, not going to be forgotten for sure. No. Yeah. And yeah. I'd like to believe I don't know, you know, what the official teaching is, but I would like <laughs> to believe she'll be there in heaven waiting for me. <laughs> We did an episode on this a few years ago. Yeah. On on pets in heaven. I I I I remember that, but I do remember we're talking about um, 
yeah. uh, life after death for animals. And I tell you, my favourite priests mm. are those who say that the pets will be there in heaven. Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. God sends out all different. all of creation and brings creation back to Him. Interesting. Yeah. That's well. Right. Yep. There's an yes. episode on this. Yes. Yeah. There's an episode we can do. Yeah. Dig it up we from like the archives. It, yeah. And yeah. I'm sure all animal lovers will agree with me as For well. Sure. For sure. It's, it's just yeah. too hard to think that yeah. that's it, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. And while we're doing condolences, I um, just wanted to mm. share um, our condolences with Don Bettinelli, the CEO mm, of the StarQuest yeah. Network. Yeah. Um, his mother passed away um, recently yeah. oh, wow. as well. So. Um, okay. that, uh, he had been providing updates and it, it, it was a sort of a known thing that it was coming. Um, but we, um, just at this time, we just wanted to share Don with you and your family, our closeness to all of you, um, and our prayers at this time. Um, you know, and we, you know, we pray, uh, obviously for her and, um, for all of you, you know, that, um, that you'll receive so much comfort from God at this time. Yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, yeah. Make you rest in peace and may mm-hmm. you all be comforted mm-hmm. Dom and your family yeah definitely yep I'm yep. into that so uh, I also wanted to share some listener feedback so we've got a lot of things at the, to go through at the start of the show so uh, here's some feedback so just bear with me I've got three three separate things here so Lino um, in our past two episodes we and you kind of did this as well we've talked about the weather a little bit here in here in Melbourne um, so <laughs> okay. yeah oh, so wow. on Discord okay. on Discord there was a bit of weather chat based on our you know, based on um, our, I think it, was <laughs> okay. our, it might have been our first episode of the year um, anyway so this chat this was this was uh, early February so on Discord Jada said listening to you all doing the Oz weather report I feel sorry for you all here for you all here it's 11 degrees and I'll uh, sorry it's minus 11 degrees and I'll gladly take yeah I'll gladly take this temperature over the 39 degrees that you have um, <laughs> yeah so uh, definitely, then definitely. Dom Dom chimed in um, and <laughs> said here in the Boston area we're headed towards minus 22 this Saturday Whoa. And, yeah oh, goodness, and goodness, we haven't had much freezer. snow at oh, all this winter goodness, yeah oh, what yeah oh, wow. so not much snow just uh, yeah just very very freezing oh yeah, I can't stand yeah, the cold freezing. It's making me yeah, cold. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I like being oh, warm. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, J-Dub also contributed again, said, I'm glad to hear it. A little rain always... Oh, because I mentioned that, um, you know, that it's going to drop... The temperature will drop after that really hot day mm. and rain a little bit. So, yeah, I'm glad yeah, to hear true, it. True, true, true. Uh, a little rain always helps make things a bit more manageable. I agree. Here in Colorado, the weather fluctuates a lot. We're supposed to be yeah. up to 15 degrees this weekend, so it doesn't stay cold for long. We do get quite a bit of snow, though, which our family loves. Um, Joe, Joden, AKA Jeff, uh, said Texas is hanging in there with 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Ha ha ha. Uh, is that quite cool for Texas? I uh, was thinking Fahrenheit, of it somewhere yeah, it would be, yeah, that's right. I, yeah, that's yeah. what I think as well. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. what the conversion is for. I can't yeah. remember. But Texas but has sounds... had pretty harsh winters have, as well, haven't they? Yeah. They can yeah. have, I think they have Yeah. I've read about that. Yeah, they can yeah. have very hard. <laughs> yeah. Father Corey T- Steaker, who we love, has uh, chimed in. Yeah. Uh, and I think he gets the prize. He said, we got down to minus 26 degrees. Oh, uh, my um, goodness. And about me. six inches or That's 15 insane. centimeters of snow at the beginning oh. of this week. But today Whoa. it was two degrees. Nice and warm. Get your shorts get your shorts on. Uh, I wanted to say in Queensland, get get your shorts and pluggers on. Yeah. Plug, yeah, yeah. Pluggers are thongs exactly. in case anyone's not sure what I'm yeah, all right. Yep. Um is there an American right, word right. for thongs? What do what do they call thongs in America? Uh, flip flops. Flip flops. Flip flops. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah maybe flip flops. Yeah. In the Philippines we call them chinellas. New Zealand. I like how every country has a name for thongs. But Queensland as a word, yeah. the pluggers—they got their own. They got their own one in Cleveland. I haven't actually heard that. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm from Melbourne, so that yeah. makes sense. You never yeah. had a never had a busted plugger before, where you, you broken thong. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. What do you say? It that makes like, sense because yeah. it's got that little plug, doesn't plug, it? The little plug. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. you say that? Yeah. I think it's um quickly. I think it. I think you talk about the toilet. <laughs> No, what different thing. All yeah. Not plunger. No, it's a plunger. Yeah, yeah, plunger. Yeah, yeah. Don't take our podcast down to that level, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're an Australian podcast. We don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah, high standards. Um, yeah. And finally, um, on the topic of weather, Aurelia chimed in and said minus 1.6 degrees here right now. Um, compared to what I've heard from the others, that sounds quite warm. So there you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite warm. Yeah. 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 But we're not finished with listener feedback. So uh, we, um, we yeah. Lino, we talked about uh, in the science topic, we talked about self-healing concrete, Roman self-healing concrete. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, it got a bit, it got a bit punny. So that's where the conversation went. So, <laughs> oh no, um, here we go. So, here we go. Yeah. Now, shu- mm-hmm. now, I hope I said this right. Shupi, Shupi Luma Luma. I hope I said, I, I, I hope I said I that see, correctly. I yeah. see the um, tag. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. It said, so do we have any concrete evidence on how they made the concrete? <laughs> Oh, um, to which I replied, yeah. yeah. To which uh, I replied, I'm sure they'll cement the science and share their findings. Um, <laughs> to which I was replied, I hope that the science is rock solid. Rock solid. Yep. So uh, Dom, Dom again chimed in and said they'll formulate a theory and build upon it. Build upon and, it. Uh, uh, Father Corey chimed in and said, hope they have a good foundation or it'll crumble to dust. Crumble to dust. And then Jaden, <laughs> aka Jeff, said that would gravelly affect the structure. So I want to thank you all for. Yeah, yeah, the dad jokes made Round me very happy. So thank everyone. you. Yep. Take yes, a bow. Take a bow. I love how that flowed yeah. on. That was that's yep. brilliant, yeah. everyone. Definitely. Love it. Uh, and then <laughs> last bit of feedback. So this is um, from the Catholics of Oz Facebook page. So Vivian, who's commented before, we oh. love you, Vivian. She makes she's uh, she's she loves the show. So thank you so much again for giving some some feedback. So this was on our last topic in Faith Beyond Borders about Word of God Sunday about Scripture. So she said an int- uh, an interesting as always episode. We should send her money for saying that, by the way, for saying we're always interesting. Um, So she said, shape-shifting robots? Hmm. If one were operating on me, I don't think I'd want to know about it. Uh, uh, (laughs) And then she goes on to say, interesting information on the Bible. And here's something I learned recently that you may like. It came from Father Mike Schmitz during his Catechism in a Year podcast. In 382, the Council of Rome under Pope Damasus promulgated the 73-book scriptural canon. This was reaffirmed in 393 at the Council of Hippo. And in 394 at the Council of, uh, of Carthage. In 1442, the Ecumenical Council of Florence definitively reaffirms the 73 books. Finally, in 1546, the Council of Trent solemnly defines the canon of scripture in response to Martin Luther and other Protestants uh, challenging this canon. Looking forward to Catholics of Oz, episode 100. So now I'm feeling the pressure about what we're going to do for our 100th episode. Yeah. 100th episode, yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Better order the streamers oh, no. now. That's the thing we do, isn't it? Streamers and yeah, get some yeah, cake. Streamers. We can, yeah, streamers. We can bring those balloons. Our little balloons, yeah. whistles. But just little oh, balloons no, the, that stay yeah. down out yeah. the earth and not up in the upper Whistles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, helium ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring a Vivi Zayla. Don't about whistles. We're going to go full on. Oh, yeah. Lindsay, no. Yeah. Oh, I want this podcast oh, to sound like a swarm of bees. Yeah. No, no. We're not welcome all over again. Yeah. All good, all good. All right. That was a long intro. Let's get some content going. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But thank you for that feedback, everyone. That was that was fantastic. Um, so before we continue, though, if you're new to listening to the Catholics of Oz, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn or your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to give us a five star rating and some positive feedback so that we can hear from you and reach new people. SQPN hosts the Catholics of Oz on YouTube. You can subscribe there to SQPN. And don't forget to hit the bell to get new notifications or notifications, I should say, when new episodes are released. That includes of this show and all the other great content that's produced by the StarQuest Production Network. So let's start with Faith Beyond Borders. Well, I'm actually feeling rather good about this. I think we've all arrived at a very special place, eh? Spiritually, ecumenically. How do you make somebody love you without affecting free will? Welcome to my world, son. You come up with an answer to that one, you let me know. Yes, I had to work very hard to pass Latin and theology. Oh, quite. Those are, of course, the most important things. Oh, yeah. I'd sit this one out, Cap. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. So, today, uh... Yep, I I dug through another document, guys. So I'm going to share that with you. Um, so basically, uh, as we talked about this. We had we had like this trinity of episodes last year where we spoke about take the way of the gospel, the plenary council, and the synod on synodality. And I talked about. I think I remember saying something along the lines of, "There's a great alignment in the church at the moment. The Holy Spirit is moving through these to prepare the church for its its evangelizing mission into the future." 
that was my spiel anyway, at least. Uh, so now what I wanted to share um, is, and I've been wanting to do this for a while, is um, the every diocese in the world uh, did a collection of feedback for the Synod on Synodality. So the first part, the first phase, and I went through all the phases, so I won't go through those again. But there was a, a great listening process from all around the world. The church wanted to hear from all around the world. So every diocese did a listening uh, exercise or exercises, I should say, um, or process where they asked parishes and schools and people to share their thoughts um, on the, the questions on the topics of participation, mission, and the other one, I can't remember because this is what happens when I try and list things. Communion, that was the other one, on those three themes um, of, the, of, um, of the synod. And so each diocese produced its own synthesis or report on what everyone had to say. And then each church, national church country, produced a synthesis based on all the reports that were given. So there's a whole lot of feedback. I mean, there's tons. I don't know yeah, how that. to say. Yeah, I feel yeah. sorry for people in Rome who have to have to pour through all this. And, wow. Yeah. So anyway, um, okay. all of this will be turned into what's called an instrumentum laboris or a working document. So this is basically, we've talked about this before with the Plenary Council, right? All the feedback from the church in Australia was put into an instrumentum laboris, which then became, you know, the foundation for discussions and, and discernment at the plenary council. So same deal with the Synod on Synodality now. So remember that the Synod on Synodality is going to be in October this year. Um, and it's a synod about uh, becoming more of a church that listens, a listening church, a church that walks together uh, in this mission of, of spreading the good news of Christ in the world today, as the world is today. So I'm just going to go through a couple of things. I've, I'm not going to do as extensive a, a thing as I've done with other documents because I, I think maybe I'm sending people to sleep when we do these document discoveries. <laughs> um, but I did want to, um, I did want to, I guess the, the document is good because it's got its finger on the pulse on the church in Australia at the moment, what they're thinking. And what I've got really is it's, it's an abbreviated version. There are things in the document that I've missed because I can't go through everything in a podcast. Um, so uh, I'm just going to go through some things that, that were highlighted in the document. And then there's a link in our show notes. So if you'd like to go through and read the whole thing, it's about 20 pages. So it's not actually a very long document. So you could read it in an hour or less, depending on what kind of a reader you are. Um, and, and you know, there are some interesting things in there. Uh, wherever you're listening in the world, maybe look at what your own diocese um, has produced. I'm sure your, a document on the Synod will be there and see what your own national church has produced if, if that synthesis exists as well. And if you'd like to share what was in there, please share it with us and we'll put it on the show. So first of all, um, now this is actually at the end of the document, but I thought I'd throw it at the start. There was a snapshot of the church in Australia as it is right now. So just a few fun facts to start with. So the total number of Catholics in Australia at the time that the report was produced was 5,291,834 people. Uh, so, and the Australian population is about 26 million something at the moment, I think. It's always changing. Um, Catholics make made up 22.6% of the total population. The median age of Catholics was 40 years. So we're, we're right in the median age. Well done, guys. We're, we're there. Um, Catholics aged 0 to 14 made up 19.8% of the Catholic population. Catholics, Catholics aged 65 and over made up 16.6% of the Catholic population. There were 1,997,833 Catholic families where one or more member was Catholic, and 73.6% of Catholics were born in Australia. So 24.7% of Catholics were born overseas. Of all Catholics aged 15 and over, 20.6% had a university degree. The average weekly attendance at Mass was 623,356. So on an average weekend, around 11.8% of people who said they were Catholic attended Mass. So you can see the big mm. divergence there in Very low. yeah number of mm. Catholics compared to those who are attending yeah. mass as well. Mm. So um, so that's um, that tells us that the mission field is there, right? You know the new evangelization that Pope mm. John Paul II talked about. Yeah. It's the opportunity is there. So um, I'm just going to go through a couple of things that were in the document. Again, I can't go through everything, but these are things that uh, were noted that. Australian Catholics were saying in their contribution to um, to the uh, to the Synod on Synodality, which happens this year. So, in the introduction, uh, it made a few comments. It said um, Australian participants contributed their thoughts through discussion groups and online contributions. 
The Synod of Australian Bishops and the Australian Plenary Council coincided with this process, which also helped with the gathering of views because the structures to gather views were, were already in place. There was a divergence or a great divergence of views expressed in the submissions across all dioceses. So there were views that were both traditional and modern, optimistic and hopeful, and also um, some views of frustration and sadness in some areas of the church. Uh, most of the voices were from people who were well-educated or more affluent or members of the church who wanted to make their opinions known. And, and it noted that there are still valuable voices who, who are unheard in the church and the Australian church is working to find ways to incorporate all of the voices, especially those who have been missed, uh, into its collective listening process to get a truer sense of what the faithful are thinking. So on the topic of synodality, the feedback from uh, from Australian Catholics in general was that if it's going to be successful, so this is a church which listens and a church which works together, takes the way together for evangelization. Um, if it's going to be successful, it requires a buy-in and commitment from leadership in the church and an inclusion yeah, from... Yeah, yeah, so I mean, that's an important mm-hmm. part of it. Um, yeah, definitely. It also requires the inclusion of all voices, including those who are on the margins. So it can't just be one voice or you know a small number of yeah. priv- privileged voices that are being listened to. Uh, it needs to be all voices within the church. Um, yeah, parishes, yeah. yeah. Um, and parishes and dioceses who practice synodality, uh, people who have already sort of incorporated, they say that it's a joyful experience and a transformational one as well for them and for their faith. Uh, also on synodality, new forms of church life that are better suited to First Nations cultures need to be considered in the synodal journey. Um, and the fruits of synodality are being seen in some structures, uh, in some pastoral councils. Um, and they say that it brings hope um, and joy to the mission of spreading the good news of Jesus. And finally, on synodality, it says uh, synodal co- uh, consultation needs to be followed up by concrete actions. So that's the first part on what people were saying about synodality. Now, just on the three themes, so on communion, on participation, and on mission. So on communion or, you know, being a community, a church community, what it means to be one now, it said many people have a great love for the church. There were many stories that were shared about people's great moments um, in their parish lives, you know, their relationship with priests, their relationship with community, uh, which was uh, which was noted. Some yearned for the good old days, although many recognized that going back to the good old days wasn't possible. And therefore, uh, we should be looking forward to um, looking forwards in hope to the church of the future. Uh, it says people are yearning for a greater sense of community in, in their parish life. Uh, a lot of people noted that community life was impacted by COVID-19, um, but it was also said that where a sense of community was developed in parishes, participation in mission naturally followed. So community communion was a, um, a really important element in that. More, uh, more people want to deepen their faith. They said they want their faith to be deepened. Um, they want to do more about it. They also want more direction and guidance in this area about how that might go about. Uh, and there were also some fears about um, about people who felt that they, they they didn't know enough about their faith and therefore they couldn't respond to difficult questions, sometimes in the public, spe- in public square, sometimes criticism of church that they've heard that they just felt that they weren't equipped to, to respond to. Uh, um, they wanted a richer understanding of how Christ is, it says the fourfold presence of Christ in the mass. We've done an episode on this. I can't remember what it was, but uh, we talked about um, how the, how um, Christ is present through the priests, through the word yeah. of scripture, through Eucharist and then right, through yeah. the people. So we've actually, you know, so we go, we've done that. Um, but people want to know more about that. How, what, the, what does it mean? This fourfold presence of Christ in mass. Um, also, people are calling for ongoing adult formation and um, for adults, uh, obviously, if it's adult formation, uh, and catechesis for young people. But um, but not just like you've got to educate kids in the you know in their faith in the parish. But it's it's also about how can we support families to educate their kids in their faith better. Um, so that was a call a call that was made as well. And finally, on the topic of communion. Uh, widespread acceptance of the importance of, of liturgy or of mass to, to faith. So how uh, so a greater understanding of what the liturgy actually means in our faith. It's not just a tick the box you've attended your Sunday mass. What is it actually doing? You know, and uh, and Pope Francis had written a letter about liturgy last year, which again we did an episode on. I remember we we talked about this too. So it it is something that's been recognized as an important topic. Uh also support for um for old and new forms of liturgy. And also our indigenous Australia Australians are calling for greater recognition of their spirituality in liturgy in Australia, which makes perfect sense, right? If we're 
an Australian church, we need to incorporate all of Australia, which includes our Indigenous people too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, so that comment was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plenary council documents that we went through also spoke about that, and we had a, we we did have a conversation about that too. So um, a lot of this is actually stuff that, um, you know, that has come up before because we've talked about it, you know, not so we're not the originators. What I'm saying is we've talked about these topics before because the Australian church is having a conversation about them as well. On the topic of participation, that was the second theme of the synod. Uh, People were saying, uh, how can we make parishes more welcoming and more inclusive, especially for people who are on the fringes of the church, which includes Indigenous Australians, migrants, refugees, those of different sexual orientations, the poor and the vulnerable. So there was um, a call for the church to be more compassionate while still remaining authentic to its teachings uh, because um, it was noted that in some ways when teachings were applied, they put up barriers. So things about the church that were taught were taught in a way that made the church more exclusive rather than inclusive of everyone. So um, yes, so what they're saying is yes, the church needs to be authentic to its teaching, but it needs to be um, and it, there needs to be a level of compassion that goes with that as well, because the message of Christ is for everyone, not just for the for the few. Um, also, on participation, greater collaboration between clergy and laity, and support for parish priests in their work. We know that pastoral load—that's kind of the official term—of um, our priests can be quite demanding, um, and so they need to be supported in the work that they're doing. Um, a need to address the shortage of priests, so more discussion needs to happen in this area on the formation of priests uh, and how the shortage of priests can be addressed. Um, and also uh, um, the, what is it, the hierarchical model of decision-making. This was seen as beneficial. However, there's also negative in, uh, implications that were noted too. So while, so while um, people were saying it's good that the church has a, you know, in Australia has a hierarchy in which decisions are made. You've got authority in there. That's really good. However, um, people noted that more diversity of voices needed to be injected into this decision-making as well. So that means that more voices from a variety of age groups, backgrounds, and also specializations in different areas need to be considered and listened to when this kind of decision-making was being made too. So on the last theme of mission, a call for greater engagement um, of the church in social justice issues, in the political sphere and also in environmental issues as well. So calling for the church to have uh, more of a voice and more of an influence in these areas, Um, a greater sense in the church in its mission that all who are baptized are missionary disciples. This is the one that I am so on board with right now. (laughs) All right. This, you know, uh, I'll take the way of the gospel, you know, in, in the Archdiocese of Melbourne is, this is one of its, one of its um, impulses really is for all of us to remember that we're, that we're missionary disciples and we have a, a missionary discipleship role in our families, in our workplaces, in, in wherever we go, in our parishes, in, in the world, we, we have when we might feel that we're equipped how Christ is calling us um, so that we're not a static church, you know, a maintenance church, we're a missionary church and that missionary impulse to, to actually re- uh, respond to that. I'll get off my high horse now and move on because like I said, <laughs> it, it is a topic that I'm very passionate about. Uh, so, so, yeah, for um, sure. Moving on, a greater sense that the church needs to reach out to those of other Christian traditions and engage in more ecumenical dialogue. So synodality, what they're saying is synodality needs to be within our church, but it also needs to reach out to other churches as well, because they also believe in Christ. So how can we be more of a listening church with them? How can we model the listening church to them as well? Uh, How can we all together be followers of Christ who spread the good news of Christ in society? Um, Just a few more points, almost finished here. Catholics, it says here, Catholics shouldn't expect people to come into the church. Catholics need to reach out to people uh, in the communities that they're in and invite people into the church. That's, again, that missionary thing. So seeking ways to spread the good news um, to people while meeting people where they are. So not, not, you know, hoping for where they'll be at, but meeting where they are and, be, and you know, and being, um, uh, you know, walking with them in their journey. Uh, another word that I love uh, that was mentioned about co-responsibility, and this is the idea of recognizing that the mission of the church is the responsibility of all Catholics, not, not just our clergy. You know, there's that good old, you know, Father's meant to be bringing people into the church, not us, you know, that, so uh, recognizing, you know, <laughs> wow. re- you know recognizing yeah. that that. All of us are responsible for evangelization. So greater participation between clergy and laity uh, in, in this role. But also um, in some areas, recognition of the laity that they are capable of evangelization as well. Because sometimes in some quarters, and this is very minimal, but sometimes laity get looked down upon 
you know, they're, they're the sheep who are meant to follow the priest, but that's not the model of church that we have. Um, so, uh, and also, I'm not an advocate of replacing priests with laity. I know some people then move on to that, right? So, calm down. I'm not, I'm not saying that either. But, uh, <laughs> what what, I, what I'm yeah. talking about in co-responsibility is partnership in evangelization. Uh, you know, working all, together. Working together. Yeah. We're all following Christ. Our baptism tells us that we have a mission to participate in. So empowering laity to do this mission, I think, you know, it's a good point that people are making here. Uh, and the last point that, um, that I took down from this theme of mission is um, those things which are essential for the maintenance of the church need to be boldly let go of. So sometimes we talk about a church that's in maintenance mode or a parish that's in maintenance mode, that is preserving what you have. All right, we've got it good. Let's preserve it. Let's hold on to it. But the Holy Spirit doesn't preserve. The Holy Spirit is dynamic and calls us to do more and more and more and, and grow more and more too. He's a shaker upper. He's a shaker, <laughs> shaker upper. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, a maintenance parish, you know, even Pope Francis has, has sort of railed in the Evangelii Guardian against maintenance, you know, mode. Uh, he says, no, we, we can't be a maintenance church. We need to be a lot more than that. We need to be a, a dynamic and bold church. So for the sake of the church's mission in contemporary Australia, uh, you know, identifying those things which are maintenance, hold the church where it is, what we've got is good, let's just hang on to it for as long as we can, uh, and boldly letting that go so that we can let the Spirit do its work um, and be a dynamic and growing church as well. So that's, uh, that is my bare bones uh, sort of summary of what's going on in, in the Australian synthesis. Again, there are, this is one voice, one country amongst all the countries in the world where the church has participated in the synod. But, um, but Lino and Caroline, um, any thoughts or responses to some of those things that, that Australian Catholics are saying in response to the church's synod? Yeah. I just think it's great that um, like the church is to go in and get this information to like really do a deep study about, who the people in the church are and mm. how the practice is going and what needs to be done and and all of that, you know. It's like, you know, when you kind of have a relationship with someone, you, you kind of have to get to know each other so that you can work things out and then, you know, then you can move on and, um, you know, you can improve each other and, and that kind of thing. So it's good that we're not just sitting there going, okay, everyone just go to church on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah be normal during the week and not worry, mm, think about mm, it again. And, you know, mm, but yeah. it's exciting to think that um, participation in the church life is encouraged because then people can take responsibility for their own faith life. And yeah. then once you're like excited about that, it's, it's, a, it's easier to evangelize to others like you know that there are other denominations of christianity who physically go out seeking people and you know and mm. i think that's kind mm. of an exciting thing and and i like the point about meeting people where they are mm. and like i said with the relationship thing you can't go into relationship expecting that you're going to change someone it's yeah. it doesn't work like that it's mm. just gonna it's just recipe for failure so um if we can accept you know, everybody can accept everyone for who they are and share the faith in that way. I think it's a healthier, makes for a healthier relationship. So, yeah, um, yeah no, I love, I love that, Lindsay. Yeah, if we enter into it. Um, yeah, go, Lena. Sorry, you go. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, just it's a great um, example of um, all three of us know our marriage. Um, yeah. You know, um, we'll go through mm. ups and downs, you know, we meet our partners and, um, you know, you get to know them. And that's the same thing that was happening over here with um, a, it's, um, the Synod. It's, um, it's asking people questions. Yeah, Lindsay? You yeah. Said, it's asking questions and you give feedback. Um, what can we do to move forward with our church? You know, yeah. uh, I, I understand that you, there was a comment you were saying that people like to have it as the old days. Mm. The old days are good. Yeah. But what can we what can we make the church better, um, and to involve other people to move forward? Yeah, yeah, and uh, that, that's great. Yeah, yeah, and we know that uh, in the old days there were some serious issues in the church, which I won't go into right now. But people know what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, you know like I mean? history. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah. how back how far back do you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. serious yeah. issues in yeah. some places. Yeah, and, and yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I do like about the old days, though, I will acknowledge, though, is that, um, and this is sometimes even before our time, the church was was 
expert at doing community. That was one thing they were really, really yeah, good at doing. And it not was. that the church is bad yeah. at doing it now. Oh, no, no, you know, no, no, but, no, no. They're yeah, still but, doing it. But, I think they yeah. are still doing it, but yeah. But clearly we could be doing it better, as we saw in that, in that like document. I like when you could just buy indulgences and stuff. That was pretty <laughs> oh, good. the good old days. Yeah, the really good old days. Yeah. <laughs> the really good old days. I, I don't think that's, that's what, what they I'm were talking wow. about. Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if only it were that easy, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Catholics of Oz does not endorse mortal sin. Um, <laughs> for further information, please refer to the catechism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like when yeah. the popes used to like make, you know, they used to have families and they used to <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. They were the yeah. really good old days. I, I already said my disclaimer. Do I have to say it again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need yeah. another disclaimer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah, you. I think. Made some, I think the church yeah. today. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say, I think the church today is vastly improved from what mm. it used to historically be. I mean, it's yeah. tried mm. many times, you know, mm. and it's yeah. gone up and down, up and down. Mm. Yeah. And I think at the moment they're really trying to be as best as they can be for everybody, yeah. which is really good because, you know, like like I said, like in the very old days, it used to be more like a hierarchy. You know, you'd have your pope who was basically like a king and then yes. you have your subjects, which is not the way that the church really should be run at all. Mm. But now it's very inclusive of yeah. of everybody yeah. and, and yeah. the mission approach is, is, is a beautiful one because it means that yeah. we mm. can all practice together and faithful people together, doesn't matter it's- what role you play in the church you know so yeah yeah the, i mean one of the one of the yardsticks we can use to measure this the success of that on of this process or not is is the church now equipped to do oh, i'm going to get this wrong i think it's matthew 27 don't get me wrong or look it up people if i'm wrong but you know go out <laughs> go out to the you know uh, go out to um you know sorry yeah go out to all the nations baptizing them the, yeah spread the new good news to all the nations baptizing them in the name mm-hmm. of the father the son and the holy spirit yeah I mean that's the that's the great yes. commissioning, yes. right? Isn't it? That's the commissioning of the church community. Yes. And are we being more equipped yes. to do that? Exactly. I, I've I feel like yes. um, this is just my anecdotal observation, right? But I've you know I've run um, sessions, you know, take the way of the gospel sessions in my parish, um, you know, information sessions and, and listening sessions, right? Collecting feedback mm. uh, for mm. about yeah. sixty to seventy people now um, over different, you know, because I've been doing very small groups so that everyone has a chance to speak. Uh, and I yeah. get, and what they're saying kind of aligns with this document in the sense that we we want to do more. Help us to do more. How do we how mm-hmm. do we do more? Where do we where do we go to? Who do we see? How do we you know how do we get this all going? You know, um. So so th- there is that fire in our parishes that people want to do more, which is good. You know, so now yeah. that the next job of parishes is to equip you know parish pastoral councils and so on to start discussing how they can equip their people to do this more that they want to do you know, processes of discernment and, you know, and, and, um, you know, uh, supercharging our prayer life so we can, you know, we can, uh, bring ourselves closer to God and listen to God and how, you know, what is the fire in our hearts that, that Jesus is calling us, you know, to, to lean towards, you know, where, where can we serve and, and evangelize, you know, in our churches and our ministries and so on. Um, I wanted to comment on one thing you said as well, Caroline, that thing about, um, people where they are and Lena, you were, you were talking about this too. We, um, you know, Lena, you talked about marriage. When we go into a marriage, we don't want to turn the other person into ourselves, do we? You know, make them no. us. You know, yeah. that, um, actually, we we want to. Uh, when we get into a marriage, one thing that's great about it is that we get the best of that other person, and they get the best of us, and we're better for it, right? I and, you know, I, I don't know. I I don't know if Ben has got the best out of me, but I'm, that's that's. We're, we're all a work in progress in, God, in God's great plan, Lino. Don't worry. It, yeah, no, yeah. I was perfect yeah. to begin with. Yeah, all right. To, yeah, okay. Let, you know. okay. 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 I feel I'm another disclaimer coming on now about marriage in the church. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just joking. Yeah. Just joking. Um, that, no, not joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but in marriage, you know, the, the two become one, right? Uh, you know, and, mm. and when you look at the married couple, you no longer see, you know, Caroline and Phil Knight. You see this two, that you see a married couple. That's the, you know, that you see, um, that, that's kind of what it is now, right? And, and even in that, great. even that, great, yeah. even as the church forms its relationships with others, you know, it is the church of the people who are here and the people who are there and, and all that mm. stuff as well. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's um, let's move on because otherwise we'll end up being a five hour podcast, and we we try not to do that. <laughs> good topic. Good yeah. topic. Yeah, um, it's very good, Lindsay. Well, yeah. I, I can't like personally. I can't wait to see how this evolves and moves on. Yeah, you know, definitely. Well, it's not moves on. 
moves forward. Yeah. Um, you know, look, we need this. Like, actually, actually, I'm not saying church and um, masses and anything has been stale. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, that's a strong word to say. Yeah. But to make it more um, interesting in a sense, I hope I'm making sense here, but yeah, make, making the church move forward. I hope this works works out. Yeah, and it's great they're listening to us, Linz. Yeah. It's great that they're listening to everyone's voice in a sense. Yeah, a church yeah. that wants to listen to its people gives me the greatest hope. That that That's gives correct. me the greatest hope. That's yeah, um, and even if the you know we're going to have all kinds of views, great ones, not so great ones. Some some aligned with some yeah. new church teaching, some yeah. some not. But some it's not, but it's good to know that. where people's hearts are really. Yeah, because I, yeah. I the, I'm yeah. sure the overwhelming majority of the people who contributed love Christ and that's yeah, the thing exactly. they love exactly. Christ yep. and none yep. of us are perfect and we all you know we all struggle to align with whatever it might be but they exactly. love Christ Definitely. and that's where I think that's the foundation of it that we, we can all acknowledge yep. where we're similar alright yep. um, yeah again if anyone who's listening if you have any comments on the on the um, the synodal process alright or, um, or anything that you'd like to add about the process in your own country uh, about the process overall, uh, we'd love to hear it. Um, be charitable, please. But um, but we'd love to hear it as well. So uh, so yeah. let's move on because uh, Caroline, we're going to throw it to you. This is exciting because uh, for the first time this year, Caroline, you're going to talk about <laughs> science. Ah, what a fine day for science! You have any hobbies? I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Can you reverse the polarity? Do my best. Science, 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 science. Yeah, I like science. Caroline, I love your topic. I'm not going to say anything about it because I want you to kick us <laughs> off. All right, this is this is so Australian. So tell us about your topic, Caroline. Go for it. I thought, yes. So I'm doing a little bit of a science news topic today. Okay. It's very Australian. So let's just get into it. So there was a mining company who lost a radioactive capsule. Whoops. Okay. Oops. So on January 25th, Rio Tinto, a mining company operating in Western Australia reported that a capsule containing radioactive cesium-137 had been lost. It was only pea-sized or... Report other reports say ten cent size of a ten cent coin, but if you don't know what our ten cent coin size, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it, it was thought to have come off a radiation gauge being transported on the back of a truck. Now, apparently, it's really strange for these <laughs> capsules to come off the radiation gauge, so they're not sure how it happened. But I love the ref- reference to yeah. it came off the back of a no, truck. No, we're sure um, how it happened, Caroline. We know it fell yes. off the back of a truck. That's how it, it happened. It actually yes. did fall off yes. the back of a truck. That is okay? so That is so Australian, it really right? Did. It fell off the it back did. of a truck. How did you okay. lose it? Oh, it fell off the back of a truck. Go on, Caroline. Which really alludes to, you know, anyway. Yeah. In this case, it actually did come off the it back of a truck. It actually did fall off the back of a truck. Yeah, yeah. It cool. wasn't like inadvertent, you know, just... Yeah. you know, taken. But yeah. anyway. Wasn't um, stolen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this kind of radiation gauge is used to measure the density of iron ore in the mining process. It's thought that the capsule came loose from the gauge and fell through the crack in the truck drawers, it, truck doors that it was being transported. So potentially it was shaken loose by the vibrations of the truck. The capsule was actually lost from the 12th of January when it made its way from the Gudai Dari Iron Ore Mine in Newman, located in the Pilbara region of Western Australia, to a depot located in the north of Perth city centre. Now this is a 1,400 kilometer yep. journey or 870 mile journey, mm-hmm. and it was dis- it was discovered to be missing when the package it was supposed to be in was inspected on January 25th, um, and they found that yep, this the the gauge was there, but the radioactive oh! was missing. Okay. Where, where is it? Oh, so, it must have fallen off the back of the truck. <laughs> must have fallen off the back of the truck. The issue with fi- with someone finding the tiny capsule is that it actually emits both beta and gamma rays. Mm-hmm. And if you come into contact, it could have caused skin damage, including severe burns. Yep. 
the exposure could be the same as receiving 10 x-rays per hour. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. And this is even up to like you could be 10 metres from 10 metres distance, like even up to that, you could be still receiving the, the exposure. Yep. So this so is, health warning, you know, warning. jokes aside, this is pretty serious. You know what I mean? It's a very, it's very dangerous. It's actually really serious. Yeah. It's actually serious. Yeah. Um, we just like the back of the truck thing. We, well, which um, is why it's so, so funny. Oh, what happens to that really dangerous radio yeah. radioactive thing you've got? Yeah. Oh, it fell off the back of a truck. You know, that's, that's the, yeah. 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 So a health Australia. warning was issued by the state's health officer, chief health officer, which we're very familiar with chief state chief mm-hmm. health officers after the COVID we thing. We are. We, we know all of them from every state of Australia now. Um, mm-hmm. So Andy Robertson, um, he was talking to the state about the risks associated with coming into contact with the capsule. As I mentioned, damage could be done even at 10 metres distance from the capsule. And health authorities were concerned if... It could have been lodged in the car tire of someone as they drove down the road. Imagine if yep. you inadvertently yeah. drive over, and because it's so small, it could have been stuck in a car tire. Mm. So they were really worried about that. Yeah, they um, they asked so people the to inspect their on, tires if they if they drove on that route yeah, as well. Yeah, to yeah. to make sure but it wasn't like, lodged in their tires. Do you want yeah. people to actually go that close? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. the search was on to find the equipment, the equivalent of a needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. Emergency services were tasked with searching for the capsule. Um, they didn't like, you know, just walk along looking with their eyes because, you know, that's a very long distance to just be walking along trying to look for a tiny, tiny little capsule. So the method used was to load a car with survey equipment used to detect gamma radiation emitted by the capsule. While driving down the route taken by the truck at 70 kilometres an hour, they actually received a strong signal for the gamma radiation and they they went, they had a look, Eureka, we found it. Eureka's a good one. And they um, had a look at the serial number and that was the missing capsule. Unofficially, because they don't want to actually say where exactly it was found, but it was found about 200 kilometres from the mine site two weeks later. Now, talking about back of a truck, mm. this isn't the first time radiation, radioactive material really? has gone missing in Australia. Okay. No. Is this like a, an honoured Australian up. pastime or something? To- <laughs> yes, it seems to be. But I found an intentional theft, okay? Okay. So, an intentional back of the truck. Uh, while I was um, searching up information for this topic, I came across an article that said there was a theft of 2,200 kil- kilograms of yellow cake, which <gasps> is um, a uranium oxide or an ore, you know, before they extract the uranium out of it. It's like mm. a it's like a yellow, very yellow mineral, so mm. yes. And um, the material came from the Mary Kathleen uranium mine and processing plant in um, between Mount Isa and Cloncurry in Queensland. And this took place in, uh, it actually was revealed the theft in 1980. So the mine was operated by Mary Kathleen Uranium LTD, which in by 1980 was joint and owned by CRA LTD and the Commonwealth Government. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this the, the capsule was discovered within a couple of weeks, thank goodness, of going missing. But this uranium was, you know, taken over a 12-month period starting in 1977. And um, the absence wasn't discovered through regular checks or an audit because the employee who stole it tried to sell it to yellow, sell the yellow cake to a scrap merchant in Sydney. Whoa. So... Luckily, the scrap dealer went to the police. There was an investigation and the employee had been removing the uranium oxide from the processing plant between April 1977 and July 1978. He filled six drums of the stuff (laughs) and sent it to Sydney. So then he was actually found guilty of the theft and um, sentenced to five years in prison in 1981. Now... For me, I'm not sure if five years is enough. Because you should be sentenced this, for the half-life this, of uranium. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. that. That's a good punishment. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I mean, radioactive material is extremely damaging, like we Dangerous. read about yeah, the little yeah. cesium capsule. Okay. Mm. 
Um, okay, it was a, it was a, you know, it was the yellow cake form. It wasn't pure uranium, but still, I mean, there have been reported losses or exposures, accidental exposures to um, radioactive material, and basically, mm. it it destroys cells. Like yes. the particles emitted from the radioactivity yeah. will destroy cells, destroy DNA, and if you get a severe enough exposure, you're not coming back from it. There is no, no healing from it. I mean, no. we just know from disasters that have happened and people being exposed. Yeah. Um, I've seen Star so, Trek too. Yeah. I saw what happened to Spock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There you <laughs> Sorry. Go. But um, yeah. there was yeah. the, what was the big explosion? Fukushima? The, there was the Fukushima, but there um, was the Chernobyl? big one in Chernobyl. Yeah. So that was a massive disaster. Yeah. And the people who went in to have a look, died because yes. they got so much exposure to radiation. Is that still um, open, Caroline? Oh, no, no. So we're changing the top, topic. Is- it's still it's still radioactive. You yes. cannot go you there. You can't go there. Yeah, no. you can't go there. Yeah. Now, um, animals are starting Ukraine. to go Ukraine. back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did see a documentary where animals are starting to go back, but they're not quite yeah. right. Mm, their their, mm-hmm. yes, their DNA yeah. is it has been yeah. affected. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it started off with a kind of a silly thing, but it has a really serious yeah. undertone. So, certainly um, does. Certainly does. Yeah. Yeah. So just stay away from any radioactive sources, including like, you know, your fire alarms, they have a little bit of a radioactive substance. Just yes. leave the fire alarms up there and do not open them up, mm. <laughs> you know. And change the batteries, yeah? All good. Just, I mean, don't open up the, the radioactive yeah, part. part. Yeah, 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 full on. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Just, uh, um, yeah, change the batteries. Like, yes, please change the batteries on your smoke yeah. alarms. That's a good idea. Can I contribute to this topic? So I found it. I had, I had alluded to this before. So um, when it happened, yeah. um, mm. the story was so serious and so ridiculous at the same time in the media yeah. Um, yeah. that, you know, it was being parodied in different ways. So um, someone on the internet parodied this story and the advice that was being given by chief health officers and officials mm-hmm. and whatever, right? So you might remember, some of you met who in Australia, you might remember that um, on a current affair with Ray Martin, every Friday mm-hmm. uh, evening, he would have those two yeah. comedians who would like pretend to be yeah. politicians and you know have like this really silly conversation, it's right? so funny. I yeah. found the text that someone created uh, for this. So if you don't mind, um, I'm, Go going, for to, it. Read I'm it going to share it for you. So um, the person pretends to be the official is the first one he speaks. He goes, it fell off the back. It fell off the back? Yes. And how big is it? About the size of a 10 cent coin. But you should stay five meters away from it if you find it. It's very dangerous. So where did it fall off? Somewhere between Perth and the Pilbara. So should we be worried? No, Brian, the risk is relatively low. But you say here it could cause radiation burns. Well, yes, if you see the capsule, you shouldn't touch it. How, how will they see it if it's the size of a 10 cent coin? A magnifying glass? Mm-hmm. That's the end scene. There you go. <laughs> Very, very good. Go. Very, very good. Yeah. I yeah, used to love that. Those two. We love were, a good, yeah. dis- I know. Yeah, we love yeah. a good disaster. We yeah. love a good joke There's about a, a disaster. Yeah. This is the larrikinism so, yes. part coming out of it. Yes. But thankfully we can yeah, laugh yeah. because no one was harmed. It was found. No one was The harmed. needle in a haystack was, was found. Yeah. And, uh, it was legitimately found. They found it in a very intelligent way by mm-hmm. using a radioactive meter, which was yes. the perfect way to go about it. Yeah. So, yes. Please, Australians, please secure whatever you put on the back of your truck. <laughs> secure it. Secure, secure it. it. Secure your load. Personally, yep. I'm tired of going down the Monash freeway. Uh, yep, I was about to say. Finding yeah. bits of stuff on the road yeah. and, Big block and of do foam, you swerve or do you planks, keep going? You know, yeah, that's right. Yes. Please, yeah. secure, secure your, loads, your load, people. That's the yes. message of this story. That's it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Oh, definitely with um, <laughs> radioactive. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yep. Oh. All right. Let's uh let's move on then. Uh, we'll finish the show with <laughs> some discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say let's start with entertainment, but I feel like we've already got into it. But anyway, let's uh <laughs> let's move on to entertainment. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. It's not what we came here to do. No, it's what I'm going to do. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? All right. So uh, let's let's go. Um, uh, so we're just going to quickly go through some things we've been watching. 
Um, Caroline, I feel like we should save the best slash worst for last. So, uh, <laughs> so Lino and I will go first. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine, okay. mine is a, mine is a quick one. Uh, I've been watching Star Wars, the Bad Batch, which is like the, uh, the Clone Wars, uh, sequel series and it's in season two right now. So they had a, a two part, so two episodes, um, uh, mid season, uh, like whatever you call it, uh, episodes, they put two episodes where they kind of went from sort of like regular stories and a bit of character development into a grander story. I won't sort of spoil it because people probably have, you know, a lot of people wouldn't have uh, seen it yet. But basically it goes, uh, what they're doing is they're, um, they're going into a little bit more depth about sort of the backgrounds of the Clone Wars, the clones themselves, and basically the future of clones in the Empire. I won't say much more than that. Uh, very entertaining. I'm really loving the series. Some episodes have been like, oh yeah, that was interesting. Um, and some of the episodes go a lot deeper, um, uh, you know, and add a bit of Star Wars, you know, uh, lore, which is really good. So, uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. Love the characters, love where it's going. Um, you know, last, the first season was great. So this season is, I think has been equally good as well. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how it finishes off, but that's all I've got to say on that one. Lido, over to you. Um, so we watched, um, the first uh, movie of, um, the Karate Kid. I wanted to start that off because before we watch um, uh, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, yep. saw, yeah, yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't want, um, well, well, Bernadette will know what the who characters are in the sense to get used to them, but I wanted her to know the what do they call it origins, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> origin, origin style, origin side of the characters. So that's what I was excited to watching. So um, yeah, for us, that's basically it. Besides um, our usual um, blacklist and the usual Star Trek, yeah. but. Uh, you know, I think since um tennis is gone, you, you tend to watch your um streaming shows. Go back to your yeah. streaming shows, yeah. Once <laughs> the tennis is over, yeah. Back yeah. 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 So that's yeah. what we've been doing at the moment. So yeah, yeah. I, actually, she's she actually really enjoyed the um, first movie, and mm. I was telling Caroline before when I was young, I never watched it from start to finish. Mm. I don't know why. I maybe I was at a party or a friend's place, and my friends, hey, check this scene out. Oh, we fast forward. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch it. This. No, fast forward or rewind <laughs> this part. And of course, yeah, everyone knows about the um infamous um crane kick. Everyone watches yes. watch that and yeah. you know that stuff. So <laughs> yeah. well, it was good to watch it from start to finish. And there were a lot of um um I don't know when you watch movies, you tend to find find more about the um a plot, yeah, <laughs> the plot and the um characters building and everything. Yeah. And you know Daniel being what was he uh, um uh, being a his mum being a single mum, yeah, moving from another state, yeah, and the troubles he was going through, you know, yeah. Those sort of things, you know, you wouldn't come across more a lot, lot more in movies back in mm. those days. I, I don't know. I was watching a lot of um, action films, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, all that stuff. But yeah. yeah, they're interesting nuances that you pick up as an adult when you watch it as well, aren't they? That, yeah, exactly. Things, yeah, you know, good. you know, yeah. as a kid, you want to watch yeah. the action, you know, all the yeah punching and all blah 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 and everything. But when you're an adult, you go, yeah, that's a good story. Oh my gosh, yeah. that character's so good. So oh, that one, yeah, it's it's mm. a good story. You yeah, know, and to go, it has a good a lot of theme to it. So yeah. I still remember. I loved um, you know, like Daniel learning about Mister Miyagi's war history. Uh, you know, and yeah, I, that, that, that was, was the. Other I mean, scene. this this was like you know um, a karate movie for kids and whatever. You've got this really touching, you know, like like just beautiful exposition of his history. I I really liked that too. I thought that was yeah. That was I was good. just yeah. about to say that yeah. yeah, yeah. We see, I know a lot of people have seen it already, but yeah. when he wore the uniform, and I thought oh, yeah. it's not the Japanese uniform because if they did that, it would be in big trouble. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he, he was fought for the Americans. Yeah, but the whole thing there, the Americans. yeah, it was was amazing. Yeah. And I love the scene of like Daniel training before the tournament, and you know when he's standing on the boat in the sunset doing the punches on the boat. I, I yes. Was, I, so I thought, wow, they actually like they actually put some effort into filming this. You know, like the you know, exactly. So, yeah, it's exactly. Not, it's not like exactly. a typical you know Schwarzenegger action film. You know, I let him go with that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, those yeah, you know, right. that kind of from that's that right. era. Yeah, I, I, it has themes. Yeah, yeah and it has mm. a, as a meaning. And um, yeah, you know when he was well when Miss Miyagi. Oh, it was so sad that he passed away before they made Cobra Kai. I think it was yeah. like a few years before they. I think yes, yeah. They were yeah. plotting it, yeah. plotting the series. Yeah, but then yeah, he passed away just before, maybe three, four, two or three, four years before mm. he um he passed. You know, they were making the series, yeah. and um, it was just listening to Daniel. You know, when he tells me Miyagi, you're not teaching me karate. You you're teaching me to be a slave. You know, you yeah. teaching me to do <laughs> chores, and, yeah, yes. and you think, hmm. That was probably me when I was young. <laughs> yeah, I was sounds like, like yeah. my kids. Yeah. 
yeah. exactly. You're forcing me to do it. Yeah. Yes, it is. And then yeah. you think Miss Miyagi is not teaching you not only to um, do your chores and your work and everything, but also learn mm. what you're doing, the yeah. reason why you're doing it. Mm. And I think when we were, uh, well, for me, when I was young, it was, it was so hard for me to understand. <laughs> yeah. But when he, of course, like we'll talk about, when we get married, it totally changes. Yeah. You know, you can understand why <laughs> you have to do the dishes, why you have to vacuum the floor. Oh, yeah. All the stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But exactly. not necessarily exactly. why you have to do wax on, wax off, paint the fence, and sand the floor. But you know, that's yeah, a, well, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There was it was a meaningful yeah. why. Yes, he yeah, chose yeah. That. yeah. Miyagi could have just done what the school done. Yeah, just teach him punches and all yes, that stuff. Yeah. But no, he taught him yeah. life experiences, the whole philosophy and behind it. it yeah, it. rather, so rather good, than so just good. beating people up. Yeah. 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 yeah, very good. And yeah, um, exactly. they, they honor the movies really well in Cobra Kai. So it'd be interesting to see what, what you and Benedict yeah. think of it. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to, I can't yeah. wait to see the watch of there. All right, Caroline. Over. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound so enthusiastic. Pop the jam, oh, wow. pump it up. Let's go. <laughs> this is alluding to a conversation we had before the podcast. All right, all yours, Caroline. Go for it. Yes. Tell us. Well, aside from. Watching maths. Okay, I went there. Oh, um, wow. So- <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. That's I have been back. watching a mockumentary, British mockumentary series, okay, called Kunk of the Earth. All right. So <laughs> it is a series on Netflix. Um, the, the actress playing Philomena Kunk um, is Diane Morgan, and she plays a documentarian um, doing – like a series of basically the history of the earth, history of humanity on the earth and developments of, you know, technologies and stuff through time. Um, The thing is, it's completely ridiculous. (laughs) And it's it's funny. Okay. It's completely ridiculous. It's funny. I would suggest that parents um, maybe not watch it with their children because she throws in a bit of a bomb here and there that may is, can be quite inappropriate, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's minimal. So it makes it watchable. Um, so, like, for example, she will be talking about the history of the wheel, completely explain it completely incorrectly, but it's so <laughs> funny. Like, it's hilarious. And then she interviews professors, like real professors, you know, on yep. particular topics like philosophy, history, you know, wow. music professors, mm-hmm. and ask them the most ridiculous <laughs> stupid questions and they will be sitting there just stunned. Now, I don't know if these guys are even like in on it or not. In on it, yeah. But they, yeah, I was about to say this is on stage. <laughs> whether it's, it's staged so or not, so it's good. completely it's hilarious. So good, yeah. I'm sure some of them have no idea what's going on. So, so that good, makes so it really good. funny. But they, they're good sports. They play mm. along with her. They're patient. Yeah, and that's they great. Yeah, just explain on. things as if yeah. they're explaining to a real moron, moronic idiot like someone. <laughs> Who just just has no clue about anything? Yeah. And the best part of it, I have to say, is that somehow every time they always lead into playing the part of the video clip of Pop Pop the Jam. By <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And so far, I've watched maybe I think four episodes, and each episode they will do this without fail, and they will play a little bit longer of the clip, <laughs> a little bit more of the clip each time. And then just cut it out and she'll continue explaining about whatever she's talking about at the time. Yeah. So if you're into this kind of mockumentary kind of comedy, if you want a good laugh and you can ignore the odd naughty little bit, um, go for it. It is funny. It's completely ridiculous. It's my kind of humor because I love just this, just real silly, silly just, yeah, you know, yes. silly, silly comedy. I, I really you enjoy always silly have, comedy. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, um, which is why yeah. we liked Ren and Stimpy as children. That's right. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy, <laughs> yeah. we're there. Yeah, we we were big oh. Ren and Stimpy fans, and yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, I just wow. like pure pure silly comedy. So yeah, yeah. I, um, cool. I recommend it for adults for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. So there's. Yeah. I'd love to see hear what other people, if they dare to watch, what they have to say as well. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but um, I might yeah. check out an episode, Caroline, and see what you've been getting into. Once yeah. you watch the first one, you'll watch it all. Trust me. It's or just or so I'll funny. never watch it again. We'll see. Or you'll never <laughs> yeah. watch it again. It's one you'll or the other. A yeah. Complete moron. But yes. yes. All right. Yeah. We'll give it a go. 
It's funny. I uh, just love her explanations and she's very witty. You've got to listen because yeah. she's just, it's, it goes, you know, she's, yeah. it, it's really witty. And some of it's Sweet. improvised too when she's, oh, wow. she's asking yes. questions. Yeah. Right, she'll okay. just roll on with it. Yeah. It's really funny. Cool. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. All right. Well, to yep. cap off this segment, uh, by the time this episode is released, the first episode of Star Trek Picard would have come out, and I cannot wait. Oh, so this is season three. I cannot wait. So I'm just saying that, and uh, mm. I hope it's good. Is all I'm going to say because <laughs> because they're bringing like the whole cast of the next generation is coming back. Oh, that'll be good. This is meant to be their uh, their farewell that they didn't really mm. get with yeah. Star Trek Nemesis. Yeah, right. So mm. I, yeah. I hope, I hope, I hope it's as good as people say it is. But let's, uh, yeah, all right, we'll, sa- we'll save that for a wow. future podcast. Look forward to hearing that one. Yeah. Yes, look forward to hearing wow, that. Wow, yeah. Patrick Stewart's still, yeah. wow, still going. Yeah, I'm all, not saying he can't, he's yeah. not enough, yeah. but he's yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if in, yeah. Yeah. if Ian McCallum can still keep on doing um, his Gandalf, why not? Oh, it's... it's no, he was Saruman. Oh no, you're right. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, Gandalf. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking Ian Christopher. McCall. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Christopher Lee. I love them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I watched them um, a little bit of on YouTube about uh, with Ian Callum and um, Patrick Stewart doing um uh, Shakespeare play. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yes. Yeah, don't yeah, no, circle, right. aren't they? Yeah, they, they are. are. Yeah, no, absolutely really, amazing. Really, but um, yeah, that was good. That's cool. That's cool. Great. That's good. Patrick right. Stewart, go keep going. Yeah, that's it. Well, before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the Catholics of Oz. Today, we would like to thank S.A. Now, before we go on, S.A., this is either someone's name or the entire state of South Australia is thanking us. If that's oh, the case, that. if wow. that's the case, we love you, South Australia. If it's not, S.A., <laughs> SA we love you and thank you very much. Um, also, Rob mm-hmm. L., Tony L., Gerardo E., and Greg C. Through their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give, they make it possible for the Catholics of Oz and all the other shows on StarQuest to continue. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. We would love to know your thoughts about the topics that we've discussed today. Uh, You can send your feedback by visiting sqpn.com slash oz, where you can find our show notes from today's episode. You can also interact with us through Discord, sqpn.com slash Discord. We love the conversations that happen there. Uh, And if you want to know more more about what's happening with the StarQuest network, while you're on the website, you can sign up to the Insiders Club newsletter to get updates about your favorite shows, including this one, sqpn.com slash about slash newsletter. SQPN is also on a lot of the socials, so you can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash StarQuest Media. Twitter is at SQPN, StarQuest Media on Instagram, um, and a whole lot of others. And we also have our own Catholics of Oz Facebook page, which we get a couple of comments on from time to time that we love. Facebook.com slash Catholics of Oz, spelt O-Z. And you can discuss our latest episodes there if you like. Or if you like good old-fashioned email, you can email us at catholicsofoz at sqpn.com. Caroline, so good to have you back on the Catholics of Oz. Thank you for joining <laughs> us today. That was really fun. I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. And Lino, so much fun as always. It's always good to have a, a chat and a laugh with you. Thank you so much. And uh, oh, it's so good. Countdown yeah, to 100 I, is happening, Lino. It's coming soon. Yeah. Oh, that- can we fade <laughs> out with Pump Up the Jam? Yeah. Yes, I love yeah. it. There we good go. Good one. Yeah. He's got his phone. I, yeah, I, right. I won't go too long. But we're going to yeah. while. I'm stop. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Thank yeah. you very much, you guys. Sorry, Caroline. I can't, if I keep on going, that was good for another yeah. <laughs> They need to apologize yeah. to me for Pump Up the Jam. Yeah. I'm a Technotronic yeah, fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Back yes. in the 90s. And, and, and Lino can't play that too long on his phone or we'll get a copyright violation. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not going to say We can sing it. No, we won't. We can sing it. Yeah, we can sing it. We can sing it badly. Yeah, badly. Badly. (laughs) Badly, badly. All right. And uh, thank you all again for joining us for episode 91. I'm Lindsay Sants, and we'll see you next time for another episode of The Catholics of Oz on StarQuest. Sunshine on my pillow. Do we start recording now? That's going. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. Hang on. Well, you're, you're already recording, so might as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Get your own recordings going. Yep. yep. Now. Pump up yep. The jam. Pump it up. Oh no! Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> <Lennon. laughs> <Sorry. Sorry. laughs> uh, well, guys. should I say thank you, Caroline? I don't know which one. Which one of you? You're to most thank. welcome. Happy to yeah. introduce Pump oh, Up boy. the Jam. Any Dom, time. Please, please, day. Dom. You have to. You have to yeah, put this no, in our one hundredth, one hundredth episode. Hundredth episode. Yeah. Yeah, if only the listeners knew that Pump Up the Jam is going to be in my head for this whole episode. If there was some way that they could know. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. 
Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World. Find the show wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash mysterious.